This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. And uh, joining us for the latest in our series of uh, daily previews is uh, Manly Fan, uh, co-host of the Voluntary Tackle podcast, Mario Seeks. Hello. Howdy, boys. How's it going? We're really good. How are you doing? Oh, no, no cause for complaints, you know, unless we start talking about Manly, then, then we might have a problem. Well, <laughs> unfortunately for you, the entire point of this conversation is to talk about Manly. Um, so, if, if Mitch, if your team's best athlete lost a foot race to some drunk guy in the street, how would you feel? <laughs> I just want to say, me responding from Boom Rookies that it was Harry Ramage, and then Harry Ramage getting d- DM'd by, by Triple M. Triple M. <laughs> One of the greats. Get him I'm on still, there. I'm, I'm actually furious at him that he didn't go with it. Yeah, um, he should have just claimed it. But uh, look, I'm sure we'll let Mario talk about that. There's like alarm bells ringing through all of the beaches, all of Brookvale, everything. Like this is Brett Stewart Mark II, but earlier on, the injuries mm. keep coming. And for more money. For more and money. for longer years. And for longer years. <laughs> and yeah, also carrying an overrated brother whose best talent is throwing the ball to him. Oh. Without, and, without, and without him on the field. The parallels are creepy, aren't they? They are. But, Wait, does um, that mean Jake Tavoyevich is going to sign for South next year after we win the championship? <laughs> Fantastic. But it's uh, it's rumored that when he comes back, he might play center to manage out that full, that hamstring. And I guess let's let's just start there, Mario. How How is the the P scale for you on mm. on Tommy Turbo at the moment? The whole, the whole him going to center thing might not be such a laughable idea, except that we don't have a fullback. Mm. We're we're rumored to be starting round one with Jason Saab as our fullback. The guy couldn't get in the first grade at a really terrible Dragons team, and he's our first choice fullback. He may well end up good. He's with a better coach and blah blah blah. So I'm not writing him off as a prospect, but I. Apart from us being really bad on the weekend against the Tigers, I thought Morgan Harper played really well there, and I'm surprised he's not our guy for fullback in round one, but there you go. Is there no chance it'll be him? Because I agree with you that he's probably the best option. Uh, I'd be happy with him, even Tavita Funa. I'm happy as long as it's not Ruben Garrick, to be honest with you. Oh, handsome Ruben. He's a handsome fellow, but he's not a fullback's asshole. Mm. So what you're saying is you've got to send an SOS to Brendan Elliott. Get him back. Yep, I Brendan the Brave all day. Can, can Brett Stewart still play? Who knows? Yeah, but like, I guess it's kind of like, obviously we all know when Tom's fit, he is one of the most exciting players in the league. He's he. There was a genuine chat a couple of seasons ago, and I think Teddy's kicked on a bit since then, but there was genuine chat that he was the best fullback in the game at that point. They were neck and neck. It was He was that good. Are you worried at all? Like, There's still, what, five more years on his contract after this one, and, and the injury woes just aren't going away. Oh, look, I'm extremely worried, and... I don't really understand why with someone so loyal, apparently why we had to throw so much money at him. I, you know, if, if he wasn't going to stay for 800 on with the amount he'd actually achieved in the game, then honestly, we should have let him walk. And that would have hurt to do because I love the guy and I, I, I love his loyalty to the area and all that sort of stuff, but he hasn't earned an, a million dollar contract yet. And I know that when, you know, the money doesn't matter to us, but it's more the percentage of our cap that he's taking mm. up to, to do nothing. And, you know, Brett Stewart had injuries, but he also had a career first. Yeah, exactly, mate. And I suppose 
like the, the stars and scrubs recruitment strategy doesn't really work when you it's basically yeah. the equivalent of having your number one pick in your fantasy NFL draft getting injured every year. Yeah, basically. And I don't know where we go from here because our entire team is so much weaker without him because I feel like we've structured our attack almost completely around him. Mm. And that, you know, when he's there, it allows Cherry Evans to be so much more free and do his thing better. But when you don't have Tommy and when you've got God knows who at hooker, often going to be Lachlan Croker, the service isn't going to be there to offer Cherry Evans anything. And there's just no backup. There's no, there's no target for him. I have to hope Jason Saab can, can be that guy because I think everyone knows what my opinions on Dylan Walker are. I don't think he's anything resembling a target. It's, um, it's a bizarre off-season for Manly that you obviously gambled on Manezi Fainu being allowed to play or something. That and then not getting a safety net for Tom, T- Tommy Turbo. Like, there's not great ones available, but there was guys like a Caleb Aiken to move this off-season who could have done the job for five or six weeks. An actual fullback could have filled in. But it's just been a weird off-season that, as you said, you're going in there with a, a hooker position that, I mean, are we really going to have Kieran Foran playing hooker? Is that really going to happen? Like Josh Schuster looks great at six. So, yeah. I mean, I really hope Foran doesn't end up playing hooker. I just don't think he's got the body for it. I mean, mm. hooker is a physical position these days. Unless Kieran Foran can somehow turn into Cam Smith and play without ever having to really put his body on the line, then I, I see us being in all sorts of problems. I'm a uh, actually, I won't. I won't jump ahead and mention. Um, who I'm a fan of, because I know that's a question you've got coming up. But yeah, I'm I'm very concerned. And if Lachlan Croker is the answer, then our question is fucked. Yeah, you've you've never been a huge Lachlan Croker guy. I've known that from following you over the years. Yeah. But um, I, I like the signings of uh, Tui Pelotu, and I did like Saab. I know you mentioned he didn't crack the dragon side, but that was a bit because he was agitating to get out. I like those signings because you guys needed some juice out wide when like George Tafua. I mean, yeah. Every Manly fan knows that yeah. he's only just the shoulder or the big hit highlights. Other fans like him more than what you guys do. And then uh, I think they need some pressure on Garrick. So I like that, those two signings, but that was pretty much it. I don't know that LIA is a fine player, but I just feel like I would have rather split LIA into a fullback and a hooker, cheap ones, than yeah. I would have had Josh LIA. I mean, replacing one anti-vaxxer idiot with <laughs> idiot who's half the player i mean i hate i hate fanua blake as a person but hot hot damn he was one of the best damn props in the game alloy i haven't seen anything to suggest he is that but you know maybe he can be maybe he's going to be better than he than he was and you know justify that price tag that he came with so i'm open on his signing to being potentially a good one and i think um paseca has he certainly has the potential to be a, a a very good replacement for afb i think He's going to be starting off the bench most likely, but he already showed towards the end of the year that he can be a very, very good player. He just, if we can, if he can do it week in, week out, then I think we'll be okay in the forwards. We we've replaced all right. It's more back row that I'm mm. concerned with. I don't think that young Trubovoyevic is ready to be our back row option yet. I don't see him really even making the bench till halfway through the season, barring lots of injuries. So we're going to have to rely on on jet ski to be our starting back grower and i'm not convinced about that being a great option you're kind of hoping andrew davey takes another level aren't you another leap and maybe he takes jasevsky's role because i'm also not in love with jack jasevsky yeah i think i think andrew davey he played pretty well in that trial match so i've got some hope for him he didn't get a whole lot of game time at at the eels and you know 
being that whole mature age, you know, um, rookie setup that he was, let's hope that he can be the player that, you know, that the forward version of um, of your boy, uh, Ross Dog, but without all the injuries. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so last season, not great for you guys. A big letdown. Um, what were your takeaways from that and going into this year? The takeaways were we started the season well, reasonably well. You know, even when when Turbo went down in that Raiders game, we still managed to to win that with good old Brendan the Brave and some other assorted cast. And, you know, we, we, we looked at that game and thought, you know, maybe we could do something even without Tommy. Maybe we can scrape into the eight and he'll get us there at the end of the year. But it just all went downhill. Des kept picking Tafua for so long. He kept picking Luke and Poker. And, and he kept putting Garrick at the back ahead of Brendan Elliott when, yeah, Brendan Elliott didn't offer much with the ball, but at least he could get in position at the back. And Garrick just, he was lost. He absolutely lost at fullback. I like the guy, but he's not a fullback. And it, Des just kept, I mean, I did some epic rants on our podcast last season about Des Hasler because I was getting so frustrated by his selections. And now he's earned a certain amount of credit at the Manly Club for what he's done in the past as a player and a coach. So I'm not where, where I want to write him off or anything, but you know, on the day I can get pretty frustrated and say some things that perhaps I don't mean, but <laughs> if he keeps making those sort of selections that just make everybody from every, every fan of every club go, what the hell is he doing? If they keep happening, then it gets hard to keep, you know, following along and saying that, yeah, he's the guy I want to go for. Yeah. I mean that is always tough, but um, what's who, who's who's someone you're looking at to having to have a big year this year? Can be can be someone that was there last year or a new signing, just any sort of veteran player. Veteran player, the one. That, that, I mean, I suppose there's a few, but the the big one I'm looking for something out of is Marty Tapau. I think his last year wasn't quite as good. He had a, an injury here and there, and like a little niggling injuries and a suspension here and there, and he just, he wasn't quite pumping out the numbers that he was. And it's not even about the numbers so much, but it's the impact seemed to be a little bit down. I think he can really lift. But the other one is I think Curtis Thurman being quite injury free now for some time. He was one of our best players last year. And I think he has potential to really move up that next step. I hope that he does. And yeah, I, I think that that's, that's probably the two I'm looking forward to, but I'll say Thurman the most. Yeah, I think that's fair. Mitch, anyone for you? I I don't know what basket this guy falls into because I know we're trying to, you know, not trying to say veterans because they're old, but talking about a guy who's been around a couple of years, but Paseka, as he mentioned earlier, I don't know if that for he's 23 years old, been around a while. I thought he was really coming on the back end of last year. And mm-hmm. for you guys to succeed when Tommy's in their fit, you've generally done a really good job rolling off the back of the big fellas who can offload, like Tapao and Fanua Blake and, and, and Paseka for mine has that ability and he has the ability to run on the edge there too. When he comes off the bench, I, I am. Um, that's how I think I have a quite a good year there. The other guys, I mean, it's not so much like some of those guys, you just can't ask more out of them. You'd want to see a to bounce back, but you know, how much more can you ask from Cherry Evans? What can you expect from Kieran for? And mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. The one that um, I find the most frustrating, I mean, Sipley's a frustrating guy cause he's, he's rather huge and doesn't really offer that much, but mm. is, um, Morgan Boyle, I, I could have sworn he'd gone to the Bulldogs, but apparently that never actually happened. That guy is enormous mm. and he just, 
plods. He just doesn't understand. It's like it's like watching Paseca a couple of years ago or Tony yeah. Williams, for example, was another one that was very, very frustrating to watch. You think you are a massive human. Just go in there and be a massive human. You don't have to have the skills of a Dave Taylor. You, you can just go out there and just hit people and hurt them and you're going to be effective, even if it's only 10 runs a game. If you if that's what you do is 10 hard runs, you're going to be a massive asset to the team. And I, he's showed to me almost no sign that he's ever going to be that player. Yeah, I remember when we went to Brookvale, we watched Canberra versus Manly. And I, Mitch was sitting there. I said, who is that giant man? And he's like, that's Morgan Boyle. I'm like, ah, okay. I didn't realize how much bigger he was than everyone else when you just watch on TV. But yeah, he stands out even from the sidelines when they're in the middle of the field, like he, he is huge. If he could run hard, he could be anything. He frustrates you like a guy, like a Dane Tills or a Shannon Boyd used to give yep. you a shit. It's like you're the biggest man alive. If you just ran a little harder, you'd kill it. If you come on, if you played, you know, if you came on three yourself around and played short stints, you'd have a role in the NRL for years, but he doesn't. Yeah. Put in half the effort of Paul Gallen, who like him, I love him. The guy, you know, like him, I hate him. The guy put in maybe yeah. too much at times, but geez, he put in and yeah. he, he got a career that maybe his body didn't justify because he just put in so much. And everyone's a different player mentally and all that sort of stuff. But you just got to put in a decent amount. You know, some guys get to be great to the game by putting in 90%, but he doesn't have that skill set. He's just got size. Put in more than 60% and you could be something. Yeah, there was a game last year where he played almost 60 minutes, Morgan Boyle. And he only had 21 tackles and un- he still had only, ele- only only 10 runs. Like to play in the middle of the field for 60 minutes, only be involved in 21 tackles, you'd make those by accident. <laughs> like That's just a guy name- who's not working hard. Yeah, unless your name's Adam Blair, then you just don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's just, yeah, not great. I do think the big storyline, and I know I'm not, I'm not a Jake Dvojevich fan. Everyone knows this, you'd know this. I think he's going to have a very interesting year with the way the lock roll has changed. Two years ago, he was like the most, you know, I wouldn't say mobile, but the best ball playing and link man 13 going around. And he got away with not being the bi- biggest ball carrier because he didn't, didn't have to be. Things very interesting for his career this year, seeing what the impact of, you know, a Cam Murray, we know already, already there, obviously, Radley, but guys like Tyrone Peachy, we mentioned Connor Watson, even Ruben Cotter, we've heard that the Cowboys are going to play some 13. Like a lot more small 13s are coming around. He's really got to do something to diversify his skill set and he's offering to Manly because like there's going to be guys smaller than him, better at the things that he's good at. So I just think it's uh, an interesting year coming for him. I think my issue with Jake, and God, I love the guy, he at times, it's not even that he's trying too hard. He's just, he's so, basically he's Ben Simmons or at least what people complain about Ben Simmons being. He's, he's a bit too one-dimensional and if he mm. just you know, offer that, that little bit more because everyone knows Ben Simmons isn't going to shoot a three generally. So they just, you know, wait, they just let him be out deep and wait for him to come in. And with Jake, it's almost the opposite. They know every time he, he comes to the line, he's going to pass it out the back. Yep. If he just runs forward and looks for an offload out the back once he's engaged a bit more often, then I think he's going to instantly make the defense have to think about him more. And then those passes that he does are going to be twice as effective. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. What about on the flip side? What, who's a young player that you're looking at can make a step up? I think anyone who's followed me for any amount of time would know that I'm a massive Cade Cust fan. Great I, I, I don't really want him at hooker, but we don't have anyone else, so that's where he's going to be. I think he's a really 
talented guy. He's a big body and he throws himself in hard. I think he can make that hooker role his own. If he can just get the passing to be at least 30% better than Danny Levi, then I think we're, we're going to have something out of him. He just needs, he needs a few weeks injury free, which is hard for anyone to achieve at Manly the last few years. Um, that, you know, to actually grow into that role and let the team grow into him in that role. I I have a lot of faith in his ability. I just hope that Des has the same amount of faith. Yeah, Mitch, anyone for you? Mine, I I like Cuss, but I think it's the the wingers I mentioned earlier, the guys that can put pressure on and and take guys at Tafua's role. So Tupelo and Jason Saab, I think the guys I'm looking at. Josh Schuster, I'm also a really big fan of. I just don't know what they're going to do with him. Like, I don't know if he's just a 14 when they're fully fit. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, I hope he's a six or I don't know. Maybe they, I don't know. They found him at fullback. I don't know. Really talented guy. I think, uh, I think Luke Metcalf, a guy they lost in the offseason, is a big loss. So I think he could have been the guy that filled in at fullback for Tommy Turbo. I think he'll have a pretty good year for the Jets over, at, over for Cronulla. Maybe he plays first grade at some point. I agree on Luke Metcalf. I'm a, I was a big fan of him and I was very sad to see him go, but Des just never really gave him a look in. So it just had to be the way it was, unfortunately. And I hope he kills it at Cronulla. But anyway, I mean, that's where he came from. So I can't really complain. It's just, I, I feel like Des has been a bit gun shy the last few years on, on new names in the back. And he, mm-hmm. uh, the forwards, he doesn't mind blooding a young person, but we've had guys like Cam Cullen, come through and just disappear without ever being cited basically. And, and Metcalf was another one that I think he just, he had potential, but he just never really got the gig. He was waiting for ages. <laughs> like, How long can a guy wait for? Yeah, exactly. He, he got an offer and he's taken it and you know, hopefully he can do something. Good luck to him. Yeah. Um, Andy, I, I mean, this probably isn't a surprise to you, but I've got, I don't have you guys in my eight. I've got you guys finishing 14th i did adjust it a little bit after the tom tavoyevich news i had them slightly higher than that beforehand but we're off the yeah. death wagon bunga we're off we we're we're big time we were on when it was we were on we were trailblazers um now we're off where have you got the mitch let me look i think i got the 15th yeah, yeah. 15th. how do you feel about that and uh mario uh look i, I think 15th i think there's no way we're finishing behind the dragons and the warriors so i'm a, at least confident of that. And then in terms of 14, I might have had Broncos higher, but now with the whole Brody Cox oh starting news. That is yeah, a I'm good really point. That is a very good point. Um, I've, got, I've got us 11th, and I think that is a lot of dreaming on my part. That's a lot <laughs> of relying on Tommy coming mm-hmm. back and actually doing something. And if that doesn't happen, then, yeah, we ain't finishing 11th. But uh, I, I think he will at least play half the season because – you can't tip based on people being assuming they're going to get injured. So yeah. I think Tommy coming back gets us somewhere between eight and 11. I'm at that spot with you guys. Like I don't, like, I'm with you like 15th just because I didn't want to put the Warriors 15th. Like everyone else had them. Like I have the dragons, my clear spooners. And then I have you guys in the next batch of like five teams. That's where the manly sit for me. And if Tommy was there, they wouldn't be that hard, like that low on my ladder. And even if he is playing this year and he's playing center, He'll have a good year, but he just will not impact the game like he does at fullback for you guys. He won't. He he won't be. You know the thing that makes you guys beat. Yep, absolutely. I mean, he was good at Origin at center, absolutely, mm-hmm. but it's not the same as playing fullback. And that's so. I'm I'm hoping that the center thing might just be a couple of weeks to ease him back in and see if he can actually you know get through a bathroom session without you know <laughs> twinging something. That's. I think that's my biggest concern about him is that I don't. 
they've always seen like good, you know, good blokes or good boys, Tommy and Jake. And I know he acted like the the running in the street thing was blown out for Porsche, but there's been some other videos on social from other players of like him being a bit of a dickhead the last few weeks. And you just would have thought by this point with the money he's making and he's been through injury struggles, you would have just hoped he took his rehab and his body a bit serious, more serious outside of training. Look, what concerns me is the fact that I have zero faith in our strength and conditioning staff yeah. at Manly and they've been doing a shocking job. Hard they to blame me well for that. They, they may well have said, oh, look, you're fine, Tommy. Go and do backflips. Go race idiots in the street. <laughs> Who cares? You're, you're totally 100%. Instead of saying, let's you know ease you in, let's give you 20 minutes in a trial match and other than that, just put your feet up, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of like, like James Roberts, for example, is a guy who notoriously doesn't take his rehab seriously. And at Brisbane, he played pretty much – he was fit. It was the only time his career was fit for about three years there. But he always looked injured. Every game, he'd hobble around. But, you know, yeah. the last couple of years at South, he barely played. Before then, he barely played with the Titans by that one good year. It's like those guys, like, they don't seem that sometimes guys just don't understand that when they're getting older, this you have to take this seriously as an athlete. Mm. You have to look after your body. Like, you know, American sports, some of those guys that you'll read their contracts and they're banned from doing like anything. They're not allowed to play basketball in the offseason <laughs> yeah. and stuff or go wakeboarding yeah. or anything like Heaps that. Of the yeah. Because like, yeah, and Tommy should have been like, I with that hamstring, done nothing outside of the training facility. Like absolutely nothing. <laughs> but oh well. Hmm. Yeah, because I struggle to belong. Like, even if you assume that, yeah, he really did do it in the bathroom and it's one of those freak things and, and yeah. that could happen to anyone. But if if he has, let's say it's the truth. And that's how he did it. It's because there was something ready to go because he wasn't ready. Yeah. He probably, you know, he had it ready to snap, but from doing something else. And that's the straw that broke the camel's back is just sliding on a wet tile. And I get it fine, but you do the right thing and be in the right position that, as you said, backflips off a, off a bloody ship, you know, a boat out in the Harbor and then sprints yeah. with, Old mate Harry not ramage in the in the course. <laughs> There's no evidence yeah. to suggest it wasn't Harry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I just Mario. think maybe maybe this was maybe this is the wake up call. So I'm hoping for him. Maybe like I my ham, hammies are so bad I did it in the bathroom. I have to take this shit yeah, seriously. That's fair, Mario. Uh, we do have to get into soon, but who have you got in the grand final? I have got the Storm beating Souths. You're a prick. Um, moving on. Um, <laughs> At least you get past the prelim. Oh, you're a double prick. All right. So I'd like to give a quick shout out to all our <laughs> Patreon subscribers. If you want to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Um, special mention to the people in the top two tiers on that uh, Patreon. We wouldn't be doing this without you. Uh, and they are Dave, Carly Tyson, Bert Andrews, Frankie, Dan Cullinane, Harvey G, Chris Slade, Matt Coleman, Maddie McPee, Michael Murray, Roxanne Clark, Warwick Ahern, Butsy, Ty, Simo, Wayne Ritchie, Jason, Matthew Duggan, Tom Hardy, Razor, Old Mama Bear, Jace G, Thor Laycock, Matty Jenkins, Josh Brandon, Morgan Watkins, Doc Hogg, Ben Wallace, an anonymous backer, Leon, Cam Beswick, CTO, James K, Jake Harper, Ando, Adam White, Blake Moretti, Stephen Hickey, and Reese Brown. Oh, we forgot to thank Jason in person when we did the Warriors one, when I read his name out. That would have been fun. That would have been the first time we've had a guest host get a thanks for their Patreon subscription whilst on the show. Ah, well, what can you do? I could, in terms of that Patreon thing, I could suggest to people if you're contemplating signing up for Patreon, it's worth it just for the Discord chat, and you might actually get to find out who Anonymous Backer is. Just to you know, spoil the <laughs> you might, you might. You Nobody knows might. yet, do they? We actually have people no. getting getting very uh, curious about the Anonymous Backer. Stand there are, <laughs> apart from the Anonymous Backer himself, I believe there are four people that know. So. Yeah. 
with yeah. considering doing a thing like this at AFM Fugitive from the mid 2000s. We're going like, to put him out in a field somewhere. <laughs> we'll drop hints. Yeah. You just never know where the anonymous backer is going <laughs> to pop up. Um, but yeah, no, the Discord is popping off. And if you want to join, um, you can join yearly now if you want to just pledge your two bucks a month. If you're one of those people that gets weird about like microtransactions and stuff, you can just plop the whole year's dosh on the table if you want to join just for the Coltrane Cup or whatever else. But yeah, the Discord has been a lot of fun so far. Just a lot of very good footy chat in there. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, thank you if you have already joined Patreon. And if you if you haven't, that's okay. Thank you for listening nonetheless. All right. Uh, Mario, anything to plug before we get out of here? Um, have a listen to our latest episode of The Voluntary Tackle. We've just, we've done our 1 to 16 all in one go. We didn't quite drag it out as long as you guys. Drag no, it I'm out. Complaining. I'm not complaining. We we don't um we don't have as many. We, I don't think we have as enough much talent. To for example, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Let's go with that. Given some of the people you've had on, including myself, I think talent yeah. might be a generous. Oh, no, word. you did great. And if you want to follow Mario on Twitter, it's at Mario underscore Seags S E A G S. Hang on, I've just realised I went on your profile to to make sure I got it right, the spelling and stuff, but. You, you, you're using your nom de plume on this podcast, but your pinned tweet has your real name in it. So what's the point? <laughs> yeah, the, look, the, <laughs> yeah, Eamon, the, and Xander, yeah. <laughs> Eamon and Xander are quite obsessed with the, the whole, you know, be anonymous online thing. Myself, well, I've been, you know, myself on Twitter for a long, long time. So it's just a bit of a, a, a bit for me. It's more of a serious thing for them. Fair enough. All right. Uh, say goodbye, Mario. Right, see you boys. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me.